0: You're listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cottle of Gary Cottle Ministries on today's edition.
1: I want you to know something about God that you will never exhaust who he is or his resources available to you. Uh, Hence the phrase of his fullness, have all we received. That simply means that He is the living water from which we draw when we are thirsty and we are filled to overflowing, but we didn't come even close to bringing the river home with us. Does that make sense to you?
0: Chances are you're familiar with the belief that certain attributes of the Holy Spirit were limited to the birth of the church. Not only is this misleading and found nowhere in the Bible, But it also suggests that there's sort of a finite nature to the Spirit. In today's message, Pastor Gary reflects the abundant and infinite nature of God's Spirit, which knows no limitations. In his study, you'll be both reminded and encouraged to know that you can draw from the Spirit whenever you need a refill, as often as you need. Now, here's Pastor Gary in John chapter 1, as he begins his message, All of Jesus for all of man.
1: John chapter 1 and verse number 16, the Bible says, and of his fullness, whose fullness is this speaking of, anyone? Jesus, and of Jesus' fullness have all we received and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Now we're going to go to chapter 3, verses 34 and 35. For he, who's, who's he? Jesus. <laughs> for he whom God hath sent speaketh the words of God, for God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. The Father loveth the Son, and hath given all things into his hands. Focus with me the last part of verse 34. God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. Today I want to focus on this thought, simply this. All of Jesus for all of man in the presence of the Lord. All right. Uh, Our opening verse said, "...of his fullness." have all we received in the King James Bible that phrase is interesting to me it says of his fullness I want you to think about something pretend with me if you will that you're going down to a a a creek to drink to get a fresh drink of water of course they don't advise you nowadays to drink from creeks because you never know what's upstream but just humor me for just a minute okay and when you go to that stream that uh, no doubt has been flowing possibly for thousands of years without drying up, you take of that stream as much as your heart desires until you are full. Correct? Correct. Amen. I want you to know something about God that you will never exhaust who He is or His resources available. To you. Uh, hence the phrase, of his fullness have all we received. That simply means that he is the living water from which we draw when we are thirsty and we are filled to overflowing, but we didn't come even close to bringing the river home with us. Does that make sense to you? Now, I do know that the Bible says out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. So really, technically, if you're saved by the grace of God, that well is living inside of you. Amen. And you can take the well home with you. But my point is this. Uh, uh, just like you couldn't necessarily go down to a river and then pack it up and take it home with you. And neither can you completely claim that you've experienced all that there is to experience of God in this lifetime. But what it also tells me is that there's always more that you can experience of God. In other words, don't be satisfied with what was and don't be satisfied with what is. God wants to do more for you now than he ever has in your lifetime. And sometimes we get to the point to where we think that we've heard all there is to hear about God, that we've known all there is to know about God, that we've experienced all there is to experience about God and yet there's so much sometimes that we don't tap into and it's not because God is not full and rich it's because we have simply not accessed everything that he has available to us if I'm making sense to you say amen now again John 3 34 for he whom God has sent speaketh the words of God for God giveth not the spirit by measure unto him Uh, In fact, in Jesus dwelt all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, the Bible says. In other words, Jesus was 100% God and 100% man. Jesus had all of God in His body here on the earth and that's how He performed miracles and that's how He preached uh, and people could be saved just to Him sending His word. People could be delivered from this or that or the other. Amen. And Jesus Christ was the fullness of God robed in flesh and He is for us the model of what the Christian ought to strive to look like and act like and be like as we live this Christian journey are you with me so far say another amen all right now I want you to think about this the limitations of our experience with God are not due to him placing limits on his giving but are due to us placing limits on On our receiving. Amen. A lot of times people don't receive from God because they will not receive. From God, in fact, there are some people that would believe i don 't know where they get it in their Bible, but they would believe that if I were to resort to believing God for healing uh, that they would try to tell you even uh, theologians and doctors in cemeteries i mean seminaries today will teach you uh, that God no longer performs the miraculous gifts of healing in today's world uh, but let me remind you that he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever he changed changes not, and what He did do, He can and does do, and He forevermore shall do with or without your permission. But let me remind you that just because you will not receive it, don't mean that it's not receivable if you'll just be willing to receive more from God than you've ever thought possible before. Amen, church. Glory to God. So I I want you to consider now with me for a moment uh, how Jesus' heart was broken for His city that He went to. uh, The Bible said he went to his own and his own received him not. Uh, And in Matthew chapter 23, Jesus was weeping over the city of Jerusalem and he said, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which are sent unto thee, how oft would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, and ye would Not. Amen. Uh, Ye would not. And Jesus said this. uh, And it was a damning statement upon the city of Jerusalem. He said, Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. And as I look at America today, a country that was founded upon biblical principles, as our founders were given wisdom from God on how to lay out the Constitution, and that Constitution in many places in many ways was founded upon principles that you'd find in the Bible. Amen. And one of the reasons America has lasted as long as she has with the freedoms that she has enjoyed is because of that fundamental foundational document, amen, that was supposed to have been etched in stone. Uh, But what has happened to America these last couple hundred years uh, is heartbreaking as she has got to the point uh, to where she's been so blessed uh, financially and so blessed in power and influence on the world stage uh, that she has heightened herself in pride and decided that she no longer needs God. And the Bible said, uh, Jesus said this of Jerusalem, and I say this uh, to warn America today uh, that the longer you reject the God of heaven, uh, the more likely it is that your house uh, will be left unto you desolate. Amen. Uh, It is time for America to turn back to God today. Uh, It is time for America to realize that our blessings uh, do not come uh, through our efforts, but through the gracious, loving hands of a heavenly father uh, the bible says that uh, he richly giveth thing, all things to us to enjoy uh, and God is not in the business uh, of, of allowing you to suffer in your own misery he wants to bless you but let me tell you something those blessings come uh, through faith and obedience to his word uh, and when we reject God we, no surprise uh, whenever we're plagued no surprise whenever we're overtaken by foreign uh, uh, domestic and foreign enemies like no surprise when the walls of protection come crumbling down and no matter who you hire and no matter what you do to manipulate and no matter what politician you pick to put in the white house it's caving in and it's crumbling it's because your house is left until you're desolate and it's time for us to turn our hearts back to almighty god today amen think not america think not washington heights Baptist Church, think not, Christian watching there on the Facebook feed, think not that you've received all there is to receive of God. His fullness far surpasses your experience thus far. And if you have needs, I'd like to say this, God has solutions. If you have needs, God has solutions as an individual. If you have needs, God has solutions as a state and as a country, as a nation and as a world. And I'm telling you, all of God is still available for all of mankind because we're still in the day of grace. And who knows but what we can't turn the tide of judgment that we brought on ourselves if we will repent and get right with God, amen. And it's time that we as a church, the Bible said, and I will quote this uh, to apply to the New Testament church uh, because I believe it's a foundational principle that stands for all of time and eternity. That if my people which are called by my name uh, shall humble themselves and pray uh, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, uh, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sin uh, and will heal their land. And you You've got to believe that before it happens. Amen. There's so many today that say, well, you can't use that verse for America. That was meant for Israel. But the Bible teaches us that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. Amen. That means if I lay a hold of that promise and you lay a hold of that promise, let me ask you this. What if God's people were to humble themselves and pray? What if God's people were to turn from their wicked ways and seek God's face? Do you think God... God is going to be, give you a big fat no. No, my friend. God will respond to a humble prayer. God, If there is a prayer, I would pray. I pray one I can find in the Scripture. I don't care if it is in the Old Testament. Amen. You will not go wrong standing on the Word of God and asking God for His favor on your life as you follow Him in faith and obedience. Amen. I done got cranked up and ain't even got started yet. Hallelujah. Woo, glory. Amen. I want to say to you today... That God has a lot more for us than all this that we have experienced. I want to say to America. I want to say to the individual. That the corruption that we see. We can do better than this. That the that the collapse of the American family, we can do better than this. Amen. Uh, uh, the deterioration of our health system, we can do better than this. Uh, but we've got to turn to the God of heaven if we're going to experience a reverse of the tide of sin that has come in and destroyed our culture and destroyed our nation as we've known it in the past. And I want to give you quickly seven names that are found in the redemptive qualities and what Jesus provided on the cross that reveals to us what God has provided through the blood of Jesus Christ for all of mankind, for whosoever will. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 48 and verse 35. Now buckle up. I'm going to go quick. The Bible says, It was round about... 18,000 measures and the name of the city from that day shall be the Lord is there. The Lord is there. This reveals to us the name of God known as Jehovah Shammah, which means the Lord is there or the Lord is present. And if you will note what Jesus said in Matthew 28 20, it reveals to us the redemptive privilege of enjoying the presence of the one who says, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Do you want God present in your life? Do you, The Bible says He's a very present help in time of trouble. Now there's a lot of people I wish hung around and helped me and they forsook me, but there's one that's never left me and has never forsaken me and his his name is Jesus Christ and He promises us that through the shed blood of Christ He can be ever present with you in your deepest and darkest trials. Aren't you glad for that today? Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 13 says, But now in Christ Jesus ye who sometimes were far off... Are made nigh by the blood of Jesus. Amen. Uh, Nigh by the blood of Christ. And I'm telling you that this is the atoning proof uh, that God's very presence is made available through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And uh, I don't know about you, but if there was somebody in my corner, I'd just assume it'd be God as anybody else. Amen. Uh, And so you may pick a fight with me, but know something real quick before you pick a fight with me. You're not picking a fight with me. Uh, You're picking a fight with my daddy. Amen. Uh, And my daddy. Daddy's got my back. And you better watch yourself before you pick a fight with one of God's children. Amen, church. Hallelujah. I done stripped the gear. <laughs> Whoo. Judges 6.23. And do you know how much discipline it is for me to stay behind this pulpit? <laughs> amen. For the sake of those watching. Amen. Listen, Judges 6.23 says, The Lord said unto him, Peace be unto thee. Fear not, thou shalt not die. Then Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord and called it Jehovah Shalom. Unto this day it is yet in Ophrah of the Abias The word Jehovah Shalom means the Lord our God. Peace. note that this reveals to us the redemptive privilege of having his peace Jesus says my peace I give to you in John chapter 14 and verse number 27 the atonement proof is in Isaiah 53 and verse 5 where it says the chastisement of our peace was upon him in other words we can't have peace when we're in our sin amen we are enemies of God until the sin debt has been paid for and and we were chastised for having peace. That tells me that when you try to live like nothing's wrong, uh, when everything is wrong, God's not going to give you the privilege of peace knowing uh, that you are hell bound without him. Amen? So if you get aggravated because the preacher gets up and preaches on your sin and you get edgy and you get nervous and you start wiggling around and squirming like a worm and can't wait till the preacher shuts up so you can go to the house. Let me tell you something. The reason you have no peace is because God didn't die on the cross for you to go on in your sin and spend eternity in hell. And He's going to pursue you with an everlasting love. And He wants to save you by His grace. And He will not let you go down without a fight. And you might be mad at God, but don't you know that it's the mercies of God that's chasing you down? It's the grace of God that's chasing you down. And it's not His will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Repentance. Uh, and you need to know today that you need to thank God that He's chasing you. Uh, the psalmist David said, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Uh, that word follow is a strong word in the original. It literally means to be chased by. I'm glad that He chased me down with His goodness. And it's the Bible that says that it's the goodness of God that leads you to repentance. You see, you think the preacher's angry with you and you think God's uh, being cruel because we point out your sin and say thou art wanting and you need to repent but don't you know it's the goodness of God warning you of, of pending judgment and imminent judgment for all who will not believe and if you want peace with God you'll find it through none other than the prince of peace the Lord Jesus Christ and do you want to know what will bring peace to our land everybody talks about world peace you don't want world peace you don't you don't keep your mouth quiet enough to give anybody any peace amen you won't even give your family peace you won't even give your wife peace you want world peace give me a break amen but let me tell you something you know how we're going to get peace Uh, we're going to get it when we all bow both knees to the prince of peace the lord jesus christ and when it's when it's when we all come under the unity of his leadership that the whole world can have peace and that's the only time the world will have peace somebody say amen right there the lord i'm talking about all of jesus For all of men, you want peace with God, you'll find it at the foot of the cross, amen and the Bible said in Colossians 1 that he made peace through the blood of his cross and I'm glad that on September the 9th of 1990 when I was lost in sin and headed for hell as an 11 year old boy I was in trouble with God, my sins mounted up to the heavens and my soul was crushed beneath His weight and I couldn't do anything to help myself and I was at enmity with God and I had no peace of heart and soul in my Mind, that that day I called on the Lord in faith and repentance and He washed me in His blood and the deepest settled peace flooded my soul the lights of which I've never felt before and all of a sudden I felt whole all of a sudden I felt clean all of a sudden I felt as light as a feather and if you've never experienced that then you can today come and take a drink the Bible says oh taste and see that the Lord is good you say I tried that religion and it didn't work that's exactly right religion ever do a thing for you but if you ever put your faith in jesus christ he'll do everything that religion can't do amen and you need to know that the true peace is in the prince of peace the lord jesus christ amen now let me go on psalm 23 and verse 1 the bible says the lord is my shepherd i shall not want this means that Je- this is the word jehovah ra the lord is my shepherd. And the Bible teaches us that he became our shepherd by giving his life for the sheep. According to John chapter 10 and verse 11. And the atonement proof is in John 10, 11, where he said, I am the good shepherd amen the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep now I don't know if you think that uh, that may not help you like it does me but the Bible says all we like sheep have gone astray we have turned every one of us to our own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all now let me tell you something you need a good shepherd I need a good shepherd. They ain't a a preacher religious enough and spiritual enough to keep me straight with God. I need Jesus to do that. Amen. I'm telling you, you can poke and prod and pry and twist people's arms and try to get them to do right, but until they have a walk with God, they'll never do right. You need the personal shepherd whose name is Jesus. Amen. And the blood of Jesus makes that available to you so that God watches you with a watchful eye. And He says, now don't go that way. You're headed for trouble. And then He says, don't go that way either. You're headed for trouble. Tell you what, just stay close to me and we'll get through this valley together. Amen. That's what you need and that's what America needs. We need to turn back to the God that we have forsaken. Amen. The Lord... He is my shepherd, Jehovah-Ra. Now Genesis chapter 22 and verse 8 said, Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together and then skipped to verse 14. And Abram called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh. As it is said to this day in the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. So Jehovah-Jireh is the name of God that says the Lord will provide Himself. And also it means that the Lord will see now let me explain this to you the bible said uh, that teaches that christ was the offering provided for us uh, for our complete redemption and god is more than our provider he is our very provision the way it's worded god will provide himself in fact that fulfillment did not happen that day I know they found a ram caught in a thicket, but that wasn't who he was talking about. When it said God will provide Himself, it was prophetic of the cross. Amen. I will provide myself as the Lamb. Amen. Isn't that good? God will provide Himself. So He's not just your provider. He's your provision. Amen. The Bible says that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And go ahead, America. Keep trying to live without God with all your stuff. And you'll find one day that your house will be left you desolate, you'll neither have God nor your stuff uh, because He's not He's more than just a Santa Claus, amen. Uh, he's the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and He is your very provision. Uh, and without him, you can do nothing. America is not beyond falling.
0: You've been listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cottle. If you enjoyed today's message, we invite you to subscribe to True North on your favorite podcast app. Be sure to share these with your friends and family too. This could be a great way to start a conversation about Christ and study the Word together. If you have any questions about what you heard today or would like to request prayer, please get in touch with Pastor Gary by emailing contact at com. That's contact at Gary, C A U D I L L dot com. True North is a ministry of Gary Coddle Ministries. You can find out more by visiting our website, GaryCoddle.com. Would you like to come worship with Pastor Gary? Simply visit GaryCoddle.com for more details on where he pastors and how you can plan a visit. If you're not in the area, we still encourage you to find a local church body where you can learn from God's Word and spend time with other believers. It will be a place for you to grow in faith, find support, and serve in ways you are uniquely designed to. With that, our time with you has come to a close today. Join Pastor Gary next time for more right here on True North.